Hello and welcome to episode 378 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up and in just a moment, I'm going to be discussing a few tasks that we can do and a few seeds that we can sow throughout January. And there's plenty there to keep us busy. But before that, we have the diary. It's Wednesday the 31st of December 2020. I'm at home, I'm in my new shed that I've been building as you know over the last few weeks and I've been concentrating over the last few days on the inside. What I've done is I've lined the walls with some insulation and then covered that over with hardboard. Now I've got to admit that hardboard was not a good choice. I think particularly on the ceiling it's wavy in places and and, uh, I probably rushed it in all honesty. So I'm going to rethink that. I might have to change it at a later date. But at the moment I've just got it so I can get in here and do what I need to do. Which is really what I am happy with. In here also I've placed on the floor some laminate flooring that we had lying around. Our old owners, when we moved in, they left this load of laminate flooring that was uh, used in the kitchen and in the hallway. Well, we haven't touched it for five and a half years that we've lived here. So it seems a shame to let it go to waste. So I said, I'll put it in here. We had just enough to do it. And it, it just makes things a bit easier to clean. And I think just makes things look a bit better as well. A bit more like um, like somewhere you want to come into. Then I've built a shelf. Now I've built this on the lowest end, basically because at that end it's a bit difficult for me to walk in under there anyway, so it seems to make sense to add a shelf. It's got three shelves on this. On the on the top shelf is just going to be storage because I don't have a huge amount of space on there. The shelf below that is where I will be having my grow lights and my heated propagators and probably down one end where I have all my fertilisers and 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 pots and things and then on the next shelf is where i will be hatching quail and again storage down one end then on the floor below the shelves i got some ikea recycling tubs now i love these i think they're brilliant i've been using them for my chicken feed and my quail feed for a while now and it really does work so i've added into that two more one for seed compost and one for multi-purpose compost and then two smaller ones which at the moment aren't used for anything to make life easier I've popped in like a little indent on the front some blackboard paper which I've glued down and then onto that I've just with some chalk written on there what is in each tub just to really make my life a bit easier or if anybody else comes along who when I'm away for a week they can see where everything is I just like the idea of these and then on a wall I've attached a couple of pegboards again these came from Ikea and the reason I've, I've put these up here is so I can hang my tools. So I've got my spades, my forks, my hose, all hanging up there quite nicely. I've got uh, tubs for screws. I've got uh, somewhere to attach my secateurs and scissors and all the things like that. And the great thing about this is when I need them, it's just so easy to access them. And everything's got a space and they're kept away nice and tidy. So I'm happy with that completely. Now all I've got to do in this shed really is run some electrics which I'm pretty good with electrics so I'm not too worried about that and we'll get around to that 
in the not too distant future. Right, well that is it for today. We've started off, or we're going to be starting the new year with, with the use of this new shed, which I'm really, really excited about. It's Saturday the 2nd of January 2020 today. I am on the allotment. First time I've been here since Boxing Day when, well, basically I only came down to really get my van out of the mud. Now, luckily there was space at the entrance of the allotment today, so I managed to park up down there and walk on up, which probably a good thing because the ground does look very muddy. I can see evidence that other people have been stuck in the mud as well now, so it's not just me. I haven't been here, like I said, since Boxing Day, and we've had a bit of a storm since then. And I noticed that the Harris fencing that divides us between the allotment and the building work going on, on alongside, that had blown over. And one of the reasons I probably avoided coming down here, one, because I don't want to get stuck in the mud, it's a bit, bit of a, a sore point, of course, but also I was dreading my greenhouse, Grandad's greenhouse, how damage that was going to be we had a bad storm last year which wasn't long after I potted up and a lot of the glass got damaged then and it cost me nearly 150 pound or was it 168 pound thinking about it to replace every pane of glass that that was damaged and I was a bit oh, I really can't afford that for that to happen and so you can imagine how filled with dread I was as I was walking up and seeing the Harris fencing blown down. Luckily, when I got to my greenhouse, I was relieved to see there was only three panes of glass that were broken. And added to that, and I'd kind of forgotten about this, last year my mum had to clear out and she gave me a load of panes of glass from... Uh, a greenhouse that they had bought but never put together and they decided to get rid of. So I actually had a stack of greenhouse glass in my shed, which means I fitted those three panels and fixed that without any real problem. So that was a relief, a, a very, very big relief to say the least. Now, after that, I walked around my allotment with a pad and paper, just writing down a list of jobs that I need to do. I'm not going to be doing all these today, in all honesty. It's more for a list of jobs that I can do throughout January. And it's something I like to do quite often. And I try and do it at the beginning of every month. Just walk around with a list of jobs. So I did that, and that gave me a good idea of where I was going from now on in. Then I uh, I brought down my battery strimmer, my petrol strimmer that I keep on the allotment. Last time I used it, it worked for a bit and then it seems to choke out and get over the hot. So I'm going to have to fix that at some point. I keep saying that, but um, I brought my battery strimmer down and we I went around strimming all the grass areas with the battery strimmer. That strimmer had done it with absolutely no problem, so I'm laughing really and... Thing that just justifies to me how good battery strimmers really are. Then I followed that up with harvesting some potatoes. Now I leave my potatoes in the ground until I need them. So I quickly dug up just a few potatoes, not a huge amount, enough to last us at least a week. Well, at the most a week I would say, probably more than what me, Amanda and I eat. But I do still have a row of potatoes left in the ground, which if they're not up by the end of January I'm going to have to harvest them all and be done with it. 
Right, well, home time. It's Monday the 4th of January 2021 today. Now, yesterday being Sunday, I didn't actually do much in a garden. I, I had a few projects indoors that I wanted to get finished before I returned back to work today. So all I really did in the garden on Sunday was I wandered around with a notepad and paper just making a list of all the little jobs that I want to tackle and, and get done. Something I did on Saturday down in Yolomon, but it's something I do like doing every now and then, just to get myself better organised for the weeks ahead. Now today, I've got a bit of an update today, funnily enough. On my lunch break today, I popped into a garden centre, and I've noticed that the garden centres are now starting to sell seed potatoes, which I'm absolutely pleased about, because I can start getting those in and getting those ready. Now, the garden centre I went to, they run a fill-a-pot for buying potatoes. Usually in the past, I've brought potatoes by the bag, and they're usually about three and a half kilos. But I find, actually, that's too many potatoes, because I like to grow... I do like to grow a lot of potatoes, but I like to grow different varieties, just to mix things up a bit. I brought a pot of King Edward, and I brought a pot of Maris Piper. Now, I will be getting more seed potatoes over the next few days as I go into more different garden centres to try and mix up the different variations that I can get. The main reason I only got two pots today was that I only had two pairs of hands. The slight problem with doing it this way is that what you do is you pick a pot up, you fill it with your potatoes, and then you go and pay. And at the, the cashier, they pour it into a paper bag for you. Well... It's difficult to try and remember what potatoes you've got and what potatoes are which. So what I did was I just chose the two different potatoes and I took a photo of them so I could tell which variety was which variety when I refer back to it on my phone. Which just seems to be a, an easy way to get around this problem. But of course, if I had three or four different varieties or even more, it might be difficult to tell the difference. Now, the other thing that I noticed with this is that I brought these potatoes in the pot version as opposed to buying them in the bags like I usually do. Usually, the bags are about three and a half kilos a bag and I think they're $3.99 a bag. Well, I normally find that the bags are too many potatoes for me to grow, that I end up dedicating far too much land to growing potatoes. We do eat quite a few potatoes, we do like potatoes, but we probably grow too many in all honesty, and I wanted to reduce it down. And the trouble with buying them by the bags is you get so many that I can't stand wasted or throwing any away, so I felt I had to plant them all. I could, of course, given them away or swapped them with other people, but that doesn't seem to happen as easily as, as what you might think. Well, buying them by the pot, I think you get slightly less. You get more manageable amount, but the price is probably the same. So not as good value, in all honesty, but I feel there's going to be less wastage and less trying to squeeze as many plants in as I possibly can. So yeah, that's what I've been up to today and my thoughts on that. And going forward over the next few days, depending on what is announced tonight, I think we will be buying more and more sea potatoes to get our potatoes planted in March. And then what I have to do is start chitting them, but I'll be discussing that later on in another podcast.
Right, well that is it for the diary section of this week. So I'm going to run a little advert and then I will meet you back in the podding shed where we can discuss the tasks for January. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. If you are, then perhaps you might consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supported Members Club. For just £5 a month, you help me keep these podcasts, videos and live shows going and encourage more people to grow their own food. As a thank you, you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content only available in the members area of the VegGrow Podcast website. Extra exclusive podcasts, videos and blog posts only for supportive members. On top of that, each month I send you a gift pack of collection of vegetable seeds that can be sown that very month. And we sow and grow these seeds as part of the club together. Now to find out more, just head to the vegetablepodcast.co.uk and click on shop. Well, listening back when I was editing that, I didn't realise just how much potatoes were going to feature this week. It's amazing how little things like that just crop up. Now, before I get on with a list of seeds that can be sown in January and tasks we can do, I've got a little bit of housekeeping that I just need to tidy up. Now, firstly, I had an email last week from a website called Feedspot. And what they do is they release blog posts with a top 15 of such and such. And I happen to be in the top 15 vegetable gardening podcasts. So they asked me to add that to a blog post, etc, etc, which is why I mention it now And that link will be in the blog post for this podcast if you are interested in that. Now next, Grow Your Own magazine have launched their yearly Great British Gardening Awards. And this year they have two categories that include podcasts. Now, I'm not going to tell you to go and vote for the VegGrow podcast. Of course, that's completely up to you. But if you do, I'd really appreciate it. Just slightly on the um, egotistical side there. But you know what? I've got to try my best. Now, that's the housekeeping out the way. So with that, what seeds can we sow throughout January? Now, as you know, I'm trying to grow more and more green manures or make use of green manures. And that was the first thing I thought about sowing throughout January. But after a bit of research, I discovered that there's not really any green manures that we can sow now that are going to be worth sowing or any success unless we get an incredibly mild winter, which is unlikely to happen. So no green manures. Instead, what we can sow, there are many varieties of onions that can be sown. We've been sowing those since Christmas Day. I'm trying to grow more onions from seeds because I'm never very good at it. I've got some that were sown on Christmas Day, which are actually germinating quite well, and we're hoping going to improve on those. The variety that I chose was Bunyard's Exhibition. But I'll probably sow some more onion seeds throughout this month. Now next we have leeks. Now I tend to start my leeks off in the middle of January every year. I've got some polystyrene boxes that I fill up with multi-purpose compost to about three inches from the top. Then I'll sow my leek seeds into that, sprinkle over a very light covering of more compost and then I'll put a perspex lid over the top of these containers now they can live outside that has been successful for me in the past but i do like to pop mine inside the greenhouse just to be certain 
they will germinate and they will grow. And the variety I tend to use for this is Musselberg, which is a very popular and very well-known variety. Now we can still sow some broad beans, such as the varieties called Sutton or many other types out there as well. And they, they will be successful, they will germinate and they will grow. They can be sown outside, especially if you are in the milder areas of the country. But if you are somewhere a bit colder, then in a greenhouse or a cold frame might be necessary. And to be honest, if you have got a greenhouse or a cold frame, I would probably sow them in there just to be on the safe side. But you will get away with it outside. Now, next on my list is microgreens, which I'm trying to grow more and more of as a way of keeping our salads growing. I find that these are best grown indoors. They don't take up a huge amount of room and we can use some old seeds, such as old broccoli seeds or something like that. Just sprinkled over some kitchen roll paper on in a pot or something. Grow on a kitchen windowsill in about two weeks time, we can harvest those. So definitely something to look at there as well. Now we can also sow some seeds in order to get an early crop. Seeds such as lettuces or summer brassicas and even carrots. A variety of carrot that I grow is Amsterdam forcing. Again, I sow those about the middle of January and they will grow and they will be successful. I do like to grow these in a greenhouse just to protect them a bit more. If you haven't got a greenhouse, a cloche will do. In terms of the, the, the summer brassicas, things like cauliflowers and cabbages, it's worth getting those sown if you've got a greenhouse or indoors in order just to get ourselves off to an early start if that is something that you want to do. Now, towards the end of the month, I like to sow aubergines and chilies. Now, what I find with aubergines and chilies is that they need a really long growing season in order to fruit. Now, that's why I tend to sow my aubergines and chilies at the end of January. I do sow them in heated propagators because they do need a bit of heat just to get going. And I also have grow lights, which produce a really nice, thick, bushy growth, which helps them later on in the year. These will go into the greenhouse or outside later on in the year, so it doesn't make a huge amount of difference, but they will take up a lot of space indoors or in my greenhouse in the meantime. So only do that if you are certain that you have the space. What I will say when it comes to aubergines or chilies and you don't have grow lights or heated propagators or a lot of space you will be able to buy some plug plants from a garden centre in a couple of months' time. So you haven't got to worry too much about those if it's not something that you really are interested in. Now, it's also possible to sow some tomatoes that are going to grow in a greenhouse. It might be slightly too early again in some cases, but which is why I like to do it towards the end of January. But I have been very successful at sowing them at the end of January with the intention that they are going to be planted in a greenhouse in about March time. It gets a very early crop and it also just gets things growing and, and doing well. So definitely something to consider if you have a greenhouse. Now next we have herbs. Now what I find with herbs is that passing coriander I sow at this time of year but in my shed where they're not subjected to the ultra cold temperatures of outside but they are a bit cooler than what they would be if they were indoors and I find that works really well for parsley and coriander. Added to that things like basil, tarragon and so on. These can be sown inside in your house on a kitchen windowsill again and get an early crop of those. In fact there's no reason why we can't have these herbs growing all year round. 
So that is quite a comprehensive list of seeds that we can sow throughout January. And I think that's plenty to keep us occupied. As for tasks or jobs that we can do throughout January, we want to continue harvesting our parsnips and leeks and any other vegetables that we might have in the garden that are, that are going to be ready. Parsnips and leeks are particularly going to be ready at this time of year. I also still have potatoes in the ground. Basically, we're going to be wanting to use these all up and, and get them eating. Added to that, we probably have certain vegetables in our stores, such as onions and stuff. It's worth just going over and checking that none of those are starting to go soft or starting to rot. If they are, just remove the, the damaged ones, the, the bad ones, out of the, the tray as soon as you possibly can. That way they're not going to spoil the rest. Something that's also worth doing as well is going around your brassicas that are still in the ground and remove any of the yellowing leaves. You want to do that as soon as you see any yellow leaves anyway on these plants. That just means that that little leaf is dying back. It's not going to do any good and it could encourage slugs and snails for an easy meal and harbour diseases and etc etc. So just rip those off and compost them, get rid of them. Anywhere that we have any spare space it might be worth covering the ground in black membrane if you have nothing growing in there. The idea for that is to smother out any weeds but also it helps warm the soil up so that we can get an earlier start in, in the growing season. It's also time to prune our apple pear trees, currant bushes and gooseberry bushes and so on and so on. I produced a podcast on this last year so I'll link back to that podcast if you want a bit more information on that but basically you just want to remember the three D's dead diseased or dying branches cut those out and then just take a good look at your fruit tree or your fruit bush make sure it's in the shape that you want make sure there's no crossing branches and then I find that's just about right but it's easy to get carried away with pruning and and over complicate things a motto I say is keep things simple we can pot a bin over our rhubarb in order to force it or even a rhubarb forcer if you are lucky to have one. I've never actually done this. This is something that I read about every year. And the idea here is that we, we force the rhubarb to grow early but in darkness so it produces some really long thin spindly rhubarb stalks that are a lot sweeter than normal. And it's quite a common thing to be done is actually professional growing places that will do this. But what that means, it will take some of the energy out of the rhubarb so you can't harvest any from it next year. But you do get this early crop of forced rhubarb. So it might be something to think about anyway. If you happen to get any snow, you want to remove that from your greenhouse, your polytunnels, your sheds as soon as you can. The weight of snow can be incredibly heavy and that might do some damage to your buildings. It's also a great time to start planning your plot and I spoke about this last week. I've planned my plots out using Veg Plotter, which has been a fantastic tool I've got to say and I've actually been in conversation with the inventor of that, the creator of that. So we might have something coming up to that in the not too distant future. We also want to think about what seeds, plants, bushes or potatoes that we want to be growing. So it's worth sitting down with seed catalogues or on the internet and just making a list of what you want to grow, what you want to buy and place your orders. It's going to be time really now to concentrate on placing these orders if we can, if we can afford it. 
Well, that is quite a comprehensive list of what we can do throughout January. It's certainly going to keep us busy, especially as we are now in a lockdown situation again. Don't worry if you've not got a notepad and paper. I will add the list onto the blog post for this episode at theventureground.podcast.co.uk. And while you're there, if you want to leave me a comment and let me know what you're going to be doing throughout January or anything you want to add, then please feel free. If you want to email me, it's richard at theventureground.podcast.co.uk. Alternatively, you can find me on most social media. Just search for The Ground Podcast. Well, that is it for this week. I hope everyone out there is looking after themselves and taking care. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care.